This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com All right, guys, so as we have talked a lot about Will Howard's comments at uh, media availability today. And real quick, before I forgot about this, um, when Quinshawn Judkins, who I think people are already a little suspect of him leaving Ole Miss, and there were whispers about him and his teammates and all this, when he was asked, you know, why Ohio State? The funniest answer he could have give, uh, given is the one that he gave. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins was, was quoted as saying, why not Ohio State? that was just just so damn funny of like instead of being like and he did he went on to talk about like the the reputation of ohio state with uh, running backs like uh, the legacies of like ezekiel elliott and other great running backs there were other things he said but then when he just kind of went but you know man like why not ohio state i just thought that is the funniest possible answer and i applaud quinshawn judkins i might have to get a a a 4x quinshawn judkins uh buckeyes uniform this fall that's how much i like that answer well let's be honest i would imagine it's probably not the uh i I would imagine playing for lane kiffin can kind of wear on you i mean come on the guy the guy's kind of uh well, for lack of a better word, the guy can be kind of a dick. So what? <laughs> no, Lane Kiffin, sweet Christian boy, oh, Lane Kiffin. Man, so I also I, I, I made fun of this on air today. There is a part of me that if any one of these guys came out, okay, you know, you know, Will Howard, Quincha Judkins, Caleb Downs, why Ohio State, and they just did the money signs. Like I would just respect it because that is like not enough guys just go, you know, I compared all the offers. I looked at my opportunity and realized uh, I was about to make an ass load of money. And that's why I'm here. Judkins is interesting. Like money is probably part of it for sure. But Judkins is also interesting because like, like Will Howard, the scenario for him was he watches Kyle McCord transfer okay, he's going off to Syracuse, whatever. There's an opportunity here for – they're looking for a starter, so it could be me. Um, with Quinshawn, 
And he's, he's come, got the kid at Kansas State nipping at his heels, the right, young quarterback right. they've been developing there. Right, exactly. So this is an opportunity to like be the starter somewhere and 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 take that role completely. Quinshawn Judkins is coming in like he already he I guess he didn't know at the time if Trevion Henderson was going to stay, but he had to at least know that was a possibility. And so yeah, like the money talks, that's probably part of it. But I, I'm just kind of like he has to at least recognize he's gonna go from Ole Miss, where he was the guy, he was the main back and probably now accept a reduced role and be okay with that, knowing that like this is his last year to kind of make an impression before he goes off to the NFL potentially. So I think that's certainly, yeah, the money's certainly part of it, but there is, I think, some level of unselfishness there if he had to at least scan that situation and understand like, and there and there's there's other motivations too, like you can win a national championship, the team's loaded, it's it's one of the better programs in the country and, and whatnot. But just the idea that he probably had to kind of come to grips with the fact that it's not just gonna be him. And he was okay with that. And we know Travion's okay with that because he said before, like he thinks that helps prolong his career. He's had injury issues already. So it's not a problem for him, but for him to kind of take that backseat too, I think is is pretty telling. Yeah, the the one question we'll have to get into at some point this year. Is how do you how do you share the ball with two great running backs, four guys who could be number one receivers or number two receivers at most programs uh, in the country, and a quarterback who's a who's a dual threat quarterback, you know, who has mobility to him. I, so I I think that'll be an interesting question this year. I think well, and I think a a side conversation or a a, a growth a growth conversation off of that. <laughs> what kind of growth are we talking about here, Kimosabi? <laughs> I love a good growth conversation. Oh man, not that growing. Kind of growth. Not that kind of growth. Um, no, I, I think another sort of offshoot of that conversation is is there almost too much for both Ryan Day and Bill O'Brien to work with here? Like, how are they gonna spread the wealth and get everybody involved and keep everybody happy while also with the mission of we're going to go win games. And I think most of the schedule that won't be difficult because it's the big 10 and we know Ryan day has generally just owned the big 10 anyway, even when he's had lesser teams than when he's used to like this past year. But I think that's an interesting conversation as well. Um, but yeah, how they utilize those guys will be fascinating. It's certainly something we have plenty of time to talk about this off season. Can't wait for a good growth conversation with you about uh, <laughs> Ohio state Buckeyes. We'll have to, we'll have to get what, whoever the plaster caster is these days. We'll have to get them involved in the conversation. I'm, good at, uh, I'm, I'm so good at, you know, when I'm looking for a word, I always pick the wrong one every time. You, you don't understand. My job is to talk for a living. They pay me. At well, least, so is mine. So, at least, the, you know, but my point is like, the the stakes for me when I'm on a live like this is taped okay sorry for anybody uh, any of the illusion there but like you know we we've got a little bit of the pressure is not the same thing is when you know the FCC could be listening and you're That's searching true. for a word <laughs> and everybody in the room is looking at you and you know you're not finding that word you know whatever <laughs> word you go to is going to be like. 12% of the word you were looking for. Oh my God. It I is. Mean, people it, yeah. will never know that pressure. It's the only, it's the only potential trap of the job. I mean, I started this. The, I was just going to say, I started this segment called Lane Kiffin a D and I didn't have to worry yeah. about it. So, well, that one's true though. And I think we should be able, <laughs> actually there are radio stations that get to use the word Dick on air. And I'm like 75% jealous of that, but you know, what you should play, do 
this is like real down the the 92 through the fan path but uh-huh. you should if you really want to use that word you should just start saying well so and so is a dick and dayton then mm. you get away with it every time every so time because it's a name when, when we used to talk about nick Foles and his, and, and, uh, and by the way i don't know if dick and dayton listens to this podcast but that's not a shot at dick and dayton <laughs> I just we're just saying, using your name. I'm just saying your name FCC fits. Rules. It's like it's like when the people you like people throw out like the shit talking mu- shit talking mushrooms so that they can say the word shit. Essentially, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, wow! Spoiler alert! Gosh, gonna let everybody on the magic of radio. Um, I also like the idea of. Um, I totally lost what I was gonna say. I had a great line. It was one of the best. Lines. I'm sorry. And I... now, nope, nope, no. It's not you. My brain literally stopped working in real time. But we were just. Um, we just played some Will Howard audio talking about the idea of a competition. And one of the other big quotes to come out of today's media ability, other than why not Ohio state was, um, Will Howard talking about Jeremiah Smith and that kind of first exposure, getting to know Jeremiah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dude, he's a dude, man. I, I haven't I haven't gotten to talk to him that much yet. Um, you know, just because we've been in different groups lifting and stuff. Um, but man, he's a specimen. I mean, that dude is is a freak show when it comes to physical. I mean, he is. I, I, I'm excited to see him out on the field and, and live action. It'll be it'll be fun. And the thing that's impressed me the most about, especially the receiver room, is how driven they are and how much they want to work. You know, I don't have to go out there and beg these guys to go catch i mean they're already out here catching on the jugs when i come out to throw you know it's like they're incredibly hard working just all across the room i mean we got dudes like carnell and and brandon ennis and and obviously Emeka and all those guys like i mean that's just the that's just tip of the iceberg like there's so much talent in that room and being able to throw to guys like that makes my job a lot easier dude so one the way he described Jeremiah Smith in hearing him, he's a dude, you know, he's a specimen. I I think you and I can both agree. I will never and have never won't ever put in the work to ever be called a specimen. But I, I was a little jealous of Jeremiah Smith. Like he, that, that is straight up a bromance right there. And I got to say, like, I do think, you know, we mentioned the, the numbers issue in Columbus. I think a lot of Ohio State fans got super excited about Jeremiah and then hit the brakes on expectations. That's a kid I'm not doing it for. I'm not putting um, a, a limitation on that kid. You know, Emeka has a chance to be a, a top 32 pick in the draft next year if he can just stay healthy. Carnell Tate, Brandon Innes, and there's a couple other dudes. They got guys. But I think Jeremiah has a chance to step into a playmaking role that could just add a different level of lethal to this offense. They got probably five guys right now that could be future first-round picks if all goes right. I think the expectation is Jeremiah hits the ground running, and I think he's a big part. Not It's not even about touches. It's about his ability 
to make plays is going to put pressure on opposing defenses in a way that even if you just use him as a decoy 50% of the time, he's going to have an impact on games because of his playmaking ability. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a dude, dude. I mean, he's a specimen. He's, he's a dude. Like he, he's just a good old dude. Um, it sounds was, like Will Howard's been having a good growth conversation <laughs> about Jeremiah Smith. <laughs> I always love when dude gets like, when dude is the word that's used to describe somebody it, as, as like an adjective, like, yeah, he's a dude. And you're just like, can you elaborate a little bit more on what that means? He's a total <laughs> guy. He he's is. A, just, he's a dude guy. You know, you know like, who he is? He's that guy. Yeah. He's that guy, dude. And not, not that other guy. Not this guy. He is that guy. He is that guy, dude. Dude. Man. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> um, no, I I th- I think that Jeremiah has a I, like we talk about freshmen that actually have a chance to see the field, have playing time, uh, get out there and actually make an impact. And I think the way you worded it is right. I, I'm not putting a cap on how much or, or or his ability to. Let me put it to you this way: like I think I think what a lot of times when these freshmen come to college you go into it saying like, well, we won't see that guy for a couple of years. Right. And, and maybe I'm, I'm being naive for saying this because, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison jr. Was supposed to be this great talent and we didn't see him until his second year. really once that, well, he kind of broke out in that Rose bowl game, but still it was like, you know, it, it took some time to get there. Um, but I like Jeremiah Smith to me is supposed to be so talented. And I also, here's the other thing. I think because of the nature of the NIL era, you can't get away with as much, even even when you're Ohio State. I think you have to throw them a bone on some mm-hmm. level. And the nice thing is there's the new rules as of, I think, I forget how many years ago they changed it. But I think it's you can play in, I want to say it's six games. I might be wrong. It might only be five. And you can still keep your redshirt ability. Um, so there's a chance that you could use him in some bigger games, in some bigger spots, in some moments. And he still ends up redshirting and, and staying the extra year that you kind of want him around. So I think that's obviously an important lever for Ohio State to have at their disposal. Um, but like that's a guy going in where I'm not going in assuming anything in terms of oh he won't play, we won't see him for a year. No, I just, and based on the way Will Howard is describing him as a dude with a specimen of a dude of a man. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating that they probably try to work him in, in some capacity and obviously Emeka Buka coming back, maybe, maybe there's less usage there. If he had left, I think it would have been like a front line of Ennis, Tate and him. But I do think on some level, like they're going to utilize him. It's just a matter of how much. And if he, if he basically exercises that entire, red shirt uh availability or not or if it's something that still is is at his disposal but yeah i'm I'm with you i think there's a lot of potential that he starts or plays almost immediately for this team just because of the player that he is well and i think and again i might be misreading this but i think a lot of people including pundits and analysts and reporters have said i think if you ask them they're probably closer to the extreme of I'd be surprised if Jeremiah hit the ground running and was an impact at Ohio State across a majority of the season. And I get it. Like We do put too much pressure on most of these kids, but there are special dudes. You know, Caleb Downs was that guy Mm -hmm. a 
last year, I mean, he broke in as a true freshman for Nick Saban on Nick Saban's preferred side of the ball, the defense. Yeah. And by the end of that season, he was clearly the best player in Alabama. Um, and he wasn't the recruit that Jeremiah Smith on the offensive side of the ball. So I actually lean on the other side. Where I'm with Jeremiah Smith is at this point, I'd be more surprised if he doesn't make – I don't know, immediate impact is that, – that's okay, is that get, when, game one, game four, game eight, whatever. But, like, I think we're going to be able to look back next January on this podcast and say to ourselves, um, man, we were way too cautious with our expectations. I'd be shocked if this kid – for more than half the season doesn't make some kind of impact because some dudes just have it. Some dudes are just built different. Some dudes are just ready for the moment. And that doesn't mean he'll be the best version of himself, but at least making plays, at least using that elite playmaking ability in a myriad of ways, I would be really shocked if he doesn't come out and make an impact on this football season somewhere in the first half of the season. I agree, and I you you mentioned pressure. I think the nice thing for him is – I don't want to say there's no pressure. We just talked about there being pressure with Will Howard, and it's Ohio State, and there's a lot of high stakes. And when you're, a high, when you're as high of a recruit as he is, there's going to be pressure no matter what. But because he's coming to a program that is just pumping out year after year, great wide receiver after great wide receiver. I mean, you look around the NFL right now, and you can find – probably five receivers that are in or borderline at least top 20. If we're going to throw Marvin Harrison in there, because I think Marvin Harrison's in juniors an instant top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Once he gets drafted, like there's probably four or five guys that are already top 20 wide receivers that went to Ohio state. And I think because that's the culture, because that's what the, the machine that they are at that position specifically, you're coming into a situation where the pressure can, not again, not fully be taken off you because it's going to be all eyes on you every time he's on the field. It's the same thing with like Arch Manning at Texas. It's why when they were doing their press, their, their press conferences leading into the semifinal game, uh, Quinn Ewers had like two reporters and everybody was talking to Arch Manning at the booth behind him because like he's just a star. And I think it's the same sort of thing. Like everybody's going to have all eyes on Jeremiah Smith because he is that level of recruit. Um, but I, I do think, um, because there's some there's some really talented guys ahead of him who have a little bit more experience, Emeka Buka most notably. Like they're not gonna let him just go out there and be like the 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 punching bag or you know he's gonna have some of that pressure taken off of him and he's just gonna be able to go out there and I think play football, which is what you would hope. And I, I think that'll also allow him to get in there early and make some plays and see what he can do so that maybe down the stretch of the season, if you really need him to make a big play for you or he does get more involved. That he will. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm I, I think and I do think your way of looking at it of what will we be saying about him next year is kind of a good perspective to have because I think going in it's easy to say, oh, he won't play. But I think a year from now, uh, agreed, we'll be sitting here saying, Man, how about the year that Jeremiah Smith had? I can't wait to see more of him as a more frontline guy even next year. All right, guys, where where do you lean? Do you lean more in Jeremiah Smith is not going to have a big big impact next year or that he will? I, I think it's a lot more likely that he will, as you and I have kind of talked about here. Uh, leave your answer in the comments there uh, on 92.3 The Fans' YouTube channel or at Nick Wilson Says or at Spencito underscore on social media, including X. But when we come back, 
we're finally doing what Michigan fans have been <laughs> accusing us of doing with the Michigan panic meter. Usually the Michigan panic meter is assessing our panic about the state of Ohio state and Michigan's rivalry. Now we have to get to Michigan's panic, which apparently came out of nowhere over the last week. That's next, but first a word from our sponsors. 